0: How much care and thought do you put into your opening? I'm not saying that to make you think that your opening is immediately garbage or that you're somehow being sloppy or lazy. I'm asking you to try and quantify how much thought you put into it. How do you choose what kind of opening you use? Do you, you know, labor over it because you know that The first 5 to 10 to 15 pages are going to be critical for establishing a connection to your reader. Do you figure that, oh, I'll just start it wherever as long as it's very active and it won't be too big a deal? Do you have a deliberate like, rolling setup stage where you're going to walk through the history or the lore or maybe have a prologue? And then eventually in time you're going to dip the reader's toes into the story? Do you jump to a cliche? Do you jump to something like starting in the middle of action or starting with dialogue? How do you frame the beginning? What I'm really what I'm really curious about today is what do you do if you have a dream sequence? I had a nightmare last night. It was scary and intense and Thanks, trauma, and abuse for for generating all this stuff and spewing it forward in my head so that I could wake up in a bit of a gasp and a bit of a panic, thinking and worrying that I had actually, in the material world, lost things and was somehow in danger of, you know, really running into a crisis today to the point where I woke up and had to check my bank account and had to check to make sure I had all my teeth. This dream was gripping and scary as hell. And I've got to wash the sheets now. They're soaked in sweat. It was not a great dream. And it's been a long time since I've had a dream of that magnitude. But I was thinking about it because as the opening to my day, it certainly set a tone. And as the opening to my day, it certainly gave me an impression that, oh God, I hope the rest of the day doesn't go like this because that's, that's just not very good. And that's... That's something worth considering when you've got your opening. How does it set a tone to go forward? But that's not entirely what I wanna talk about today. One of the problems with starting your day with obsessing or locking into or overthinking or bringing up your dream sequence is that it's finite. While we're in the dream, while while your character is having the dream, the dream can go on forever. You can have it go on for a chapter, multiple chapters, 10 pages 30 pages a paragraph whatever it can have a great deal of length and a great deal of depth I had a dream about being chased and yelled at and and had things thrown at me by all manner of humans and monsters and whatever else it it, dreams can go anywhere they're not necessarily always subject to a great deal of internal or external logic because it's a dream and it can be emotionally engaging. It can be emotionally gripping. I can see why so many people grab a dream as a way to start. It makes sense. It's a way of engaging somebody and setting something up without actually doing anything. It's a dream. We can, we can do whatever. It doesn't have to be super plot critical. It doesn't have to be this masterpiece. It's, it's a free-flowing form of ideas. But there are definite problems with dream sequences. There are definite issues with a dream sequence. And first and foremost, it is that they're finite. Now, I'm thankful I'm no longer dreaming. I'm thankful I'm up and out of bed and I've had breakfast and my meds and all that stuff. I'm grateful to be awake and alive today for sure. But the dream ends. And that's the big issue with starting with a dream sequence. It ends. Your character has to wake up. Whether they wake up with a gasp, clutching their chest, worried that, oh my God, what happened? Or they wake up disoriented, or they just wake up. The dream ends. And all the momentum, all the panic, all the emotion, all the intensity, all the whatever of that dream sequence evaporates. Even if that character wakes up, gets out of bed, you know, is startled, goes through their morning routine or goes through their daily routine and carries some of that baggage with them. Maybe they saw a monster, and then they look in the mirror, and they think they see the monster in the background. Whatever it is, more and more of that dream evaporates and erodes over time. It decays. It has a very short half-life. And it is unrealistic to constantly keep bringing up part of the dream the longer the day or the longer time passes, do you understand? Because, yeah, if we're seeing a monster in our dream, then we look and we see the monster in the mirror as we're brushing our teeth, and then later we look and we see the monster in the rearview mirror of the car as we're driving to work, and then later we see the monster in the reflection on the polished tile, that's certainly something, but we're only taking the monster from the dream and highlighting it elsewhere. We're not also bringing in, well, the monster was throwing books at me and then somebody was pulling out my teeth and then there was a a Nazi head in a jar that was commanding a robot legion and then there were samurai and everybody had sex in the third act. Like, we're not bringing the entire dream with us. We're highlighting specific elements and how we choose to highlight them and how we choose to show their... Common ground, meaning they show up in all shadows and reflections, but also their, their distinctions. We're no longer asleep. It's the middle of the day. It's not limited to mirrors. It's also the reflective surface of the floor. All the pluses and minuses of specific points of the dream can carry forward, but nine times out of ten, somebody running a dream sequence isn't sitting here going, I'm taking this thread and I'm bringing it all the way through. They're taking whole literal swaths of the dream. Oh, I'm dreaming of a girl and this girl is going to be a person in real life who I have to meet. Okay, all right. Oh, I'm dreaming about a prophesied future 10 years down the road, later in my story, I'm going to have this exact moment happen in real life. Okay, all right, I guess. I mean, the more wholesale lifting, copying, and pasting you do of that dream into the reality of the character, the less you're actually gaining from it because the reader will have already seen it. The reader will have already engaged with it. Instead, if you're going to do a dream sequence and, frankly, the character wakes up and then you've got to restart all that emotion and restart all that momentum and restart all that stuff, do better than a dream sequence. But if you're going to use them, if you absolutely positively have to use it, take a single element and carry it forward, maybe one or two elements at max, and carry it forward. Move things along. Make it matter because, ultimately, usually in a story outside of, like, Inception or that one Freddy Krueger movie, most of your story takes place in the waking world. So pay attention to it. Dream sequences can be nice emotional setups, but eventually dreams end. Give that some thought today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.